Hello and welcome to the Grazia Fashion Podcast, Why I Wear It. If I'm going to tell you the truth, I'm making a little bit of an effort because we were supposed to record this yesterday, but as usual, we had some technical issues. And yesterday I was in my pyjamas and I didn't realise you were going to ask me this. So today, (laughs) I'm wearing (laughs) jeans um, and a really nice soft cashmere turtleneck. How chic. I'm Laura Antonia Jordan and I love to talk about fashion and the thinking behind what we wear. This week it's the turn of Camille Charrier. She is a writer and broadcaster with a whopping 1.2 million followers on Instagram. Born in France, Camille is now based in London and that collision of cultural references has influenced her own approach to getting dressed. I don't want to offend anybody French listening to this podcast. That means I'm about to offend everybody French listening to the podcast, but I actually think that people are scared of stepping outside of what is the done way of doing things. And it does result in people not really daring to express themselves through their clothes and their outfits. And I think that's a little bit of a shame. There's no doubt that Camille is impeccably stylish, but she also has a smart, sensitive and witty take on the world around her. I am also lucky enough to call her a dear friend of mine, And so it was an absolute delight to have her as a guest this week. First of all, I say bonjour, Camille Charrier. (laughs) It's a pleasure to have you here, one of my chicest friends. So yes, in case anyone hasn't guessed, Camille grew up in France. Would you say that your style and how you dress is reflected in where you are, particularly when you spend time in Paris compared to in London Uh, yes definitely and even when I'm packing for France I'm like oh like let's bring like my stripy tops and my jeans and blazers whereas the minute I get back here I'm suddenly bringing out sort of baggy clothes and um, really short dresses and and that but I did notice this this fashion week when I was in France I did notice that I was dressing the same way that I would dress in England without realizing that I was actually dressing in quite an extreme way by French standards. Because I arrived at a party wearing a really short skirt, lace, knee-high white boots and a sparkly bag. And someone was like, what do you think you're doing? What is your approach to sexy dressing? Basically, for me, it's about being able to move. Because when I'm out, I like to dance Um, And I tend to be on the dance floor the longest. (laughs) And also my dance moves are quite um, unconventional because there's a lot of squatting and twirling. It's just, there's a lot. But I love dancing. It's it's the way I release energy, you know, like when I've, I'm not a big, I don't love exercising. People ask me about my exercise routine all the time. The answer is I don't. I know that sounds really annoying, but it's true. Um, but I am a very active person and when I am out and I am out quite often I will be like sort of twirling around the room and it's probably really annoying for everybody else but I, I, I just love being out and about so for me when I'm dressing I need to feel really comfortable I need to be able to know that I'm being going to be able to move I have to feel good in the outfit. Can you remember what you wore on your first date with Francois? I wore jeans. I always wear jeans on a first date. I think I just love I'm very comfortable in denim. It's one of my go to's always Um, when I'm in any doubt for anything about what to wear. I I start off with a pair of jeans and then I dress up or down depending on the occasion. Um, And that also goes for like denim shorts or denim skirts. But 
for dates, I, I always used to, because I think, I think I'd read a quote, and this is very random, but I think I read a quote when I was a teenager by Ed Westwick, you know, from Gossip Girl, <laughs> who said, if a girl can look good in jeans, you know, she'll look good in anything. So it kind of stuck with me. And I was like, he's right. You know, if you can, if you can look good in a pair of jeans, obviously you can, there are loads of other things in which you can look good. But I think the, the key to, the key to looking sexy is also like looking good also when you're not making much of an effort and it's just a very simple outfit. So on our first date, I was wearing a, a pair of quite baggy jeans by the Attico, quite boyfriend jeans, a pair of little sparkly by far sandals with a tiny bit of a kitten heel and then um, a little cardigan. So it was quite simple, but he actually said to me, I absolutely loved your outfit on our first day. He brought it up a few weeks later and I was like, aha, <laughs> they do notice. <laughs> totally. And I actually, I love what you say about these versions of yourself because I feel like we're often taught that you need a uniform to be, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a indicative of having a very self-assured uh, sense of style but I feel like how I dress very much uh, ebbs and flows with my mood and who I'm around would you say that who would you say you dress for I know that the woke answer is to say for myself but it's not technically true I I mean I wrote a piece for a French newspaper uh, that was in French so I, I can quote it here because I'm sure no one will have read it um where I was saying that, like, one of the really sad things about lockdown is that, I mean, it, sad or not, it was a survival thing, but we were almost all dressing for the black mirror in front of us, you know, our screens, our phones, um, you know, for house party or Zoom or whatever, or, or even just to post a picture on Instagram. And that was great then. And, and we were, I think, then very much dressing for ourselves. You know, it was it was a, a way of... of um, of making us feel better and, you know, like um, coming out of your pyjamas in the morning would, would mean that you had some structure and putting on a good outfit gives you that little bit of a boost. But I also think, and this um, has hit me even more as we've come out of lockdown, that you also dress for the people that you're meeting. And I even mean the strangers on the street, you know. I think a great outfit is a conversation starter. When I see someone wearing something great, I go up to them and say, wow, I love what you're wearing. In fact, I think it's one of the reasons I love living in London so much because that's something that happens all the time here. You know, like you're having conversations with your taxi driver with like the person in the queue in front of you. And it's something that I missed a lot in lockdown. And I think that that's also the case when you're dressing for different kinds of events. You're not going to wear the same thing if you're going for brunch with your your boyfriend's parents or whether you're going out with your girlfriends to dance or whether you're going on a date with your boyfriend or whatever it is, you know, on, on, at work. And it would be unfair to say that we are just dressing for ourselves. We are also dressing to speak to our audience. An outfit is, it's, it's a way of kind of, you know, like, it's a way of communicating. Do you know what I mean? It's a way of saying something about you without actually saying any words. So people that's, that don't kind of see the power of an outfit are not really understanding the power of clothes because they do have that tremendous power about them. I couldn't agree more. And it amazes me when people think that fashion is this kind of uh, very exclusive, tiny thing, because actually everybody puts on clothes every day, or, you know, 
most people and you and you it says something about you and for most of us that's the most that's this fleeting insight into somebody and that's why I think you see something about them and yes you're right it is a conversation starter 100% and I don't know about you but when I when I put on an outfit in the morning that for a reason or another maybe because I haven't spent enough time doing it or maybe because I've like grown out of it an, an outfit that doesn't make me feel like myself I have a really shitty day I convince I'm convinced that you know like there's there's something about wearing something that doesn't fit your skin and by that I mean in the in the sort of philosophical sense you know like that doesn't fit your your personality and your mood of the day that will make you um be a bit off and just you know I think a great outfit has the power to take you to um a really uh, a greater level if you will I I it's a good example is 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 a good outfit when you're on a night out when you're wearing a really gorgeous um dress or whatever you are going to feel confident you're going to you know stand taller you're going to you know you're going to feel like you're sparkling a little bit more and lighting up the room and that's going to sort of that energy is going to emanate out of you and i think it's all linked could you give me an example of something where you felt like it was a real nailed it outfit recently where you're like, yes, that was me. That was pure Cami. I felt amazing. I could give you the example of a Versace dress that I wore a few days ago. It was I got an invitation to go for dinner with Donatella Versace and Donatella Versace is my number one fashion, living fashion icon, I would say. Mutual Prada is also up, up there somewhere, but... There's just something about Versace that's just, it's just, it, they're the OG, you know, they've been there for, for decades and they've just made women feel so confident and fun and sexy for so long. I just think they really understand that life is not always about, you know, looking like put together and chic. Sometimes it's about letting loose and having fun and just feeling great. And I, when I saw that dress come down the runway, I, I told my team, I was like, we need to get me in that dress somehow. <laughs> And when, when they invited me for dinner, I was like, right, now we're gonna, I'm going to go all out and I'm going to wear all the makeup and the highest sparkly shoes. And I wouldn't say it's the most cami outfit because I don't think I've ever worn something so out there. But at the same time, I felt so myself in that because I just, you know, when you're in an outfit that makes you feel good, you kind of just glow. But another example, and I think this is a good example because I remember it as if it was yesterday. A few years ago, I was invited uh, to the Amphar and Dior dressed me for the occasion. It was my first time wearing a um, Dior runway piece. Um, it was a few years ago. They they just started doing, you know, the tulle gowns that were see-through, where you kind of wore um, underwear underneath, which had the Christian Dior elastic band around it. And um, it was quite, for the time, like it, it kind of a very Carrie Bradshaw way of dressing almost, you know. And the dress um, just gave me superpowers because... That night I wasn't drinking. Um, I had decided that I had a very, very busy month. Um, I had a lot of work that month. And I knew that the only way I was going to get through this if it was by not um, getting drunk at all the events that I had to <laughs> attend. So I didn't. But I was sat next to Christoph Waltz, you know, the uh, the Christoph Waltz, the actor from Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> um, probably one of my just biggest crushes of all times. I just think he's so talented and so hot and 
what I didn't know is that he would also be charming and funny. And him and I just hit it off like pals. We were joking all night. We were like telling each other about like, he was telling me about his wife and his life in LA. And I was like telling him about like my struggles with meeting boys. And he was giving me advice. And we literally had like one of those memorable nights that I think you remember, you know, you just, they stick with you. And then the next day he DM'd me and he said, thank you so much for being such a wonderful table pal. And I just thought, I'm I'm dead, you know, like there's life before it was it's it's before Christopher Waltz and after Christopher <laughs> Waltz. Like so I was just never gonna be I'm just never gonna feel the same. And it was I just know it was the dress. I just know that that dress just it made me feel really feminine and fun and like myself. And it just brought out this side of my personality that I normally can access when I'm drunk. Do you know what I mean? And that's sort of really ballsy, funny, that like inhibited version of yourself that you don't always you don't always have when you're feeling shy or when you're feeling awkward in a room of strangers. But somehow the dress, the dress brought it. And and I, that sounds really weird. I, I understand. And I'm sure not everybody has that relationship with their clothes. But for me, I just know that that is that is who I you am. You know, um, actually, as well, that just you know, I don't drink or I've not drank for a long time. I, my yeah. enjoyment of clothes has become so much more important to me, and I rely on them now to give me my sort of tipsiness, my spirited, my fizz, yeah. if you like. Exactly, but I think it works. I genuinely think, try it. People at home, try it. it challenge yourself to like pick something that makes you feel sensational. And I don't mean necessarily like something that makes mm. you look hot, but something that just makes you feel special. And then go out and see see how see how you are with with the people around you, and I think you will find that it really it really has that transformative power to bring you out of your shell. Totally, as I just mentioned. So, Instagram is just one tiny part of what you do. You also do broadcasting, and you do a lot of writing. When you have to, you've got <laughs> when there's a deadline approaching, you've got to get oh, it done. You're at home. It's just you. Phone off, or at least away. Oh, Laura, it's a process. <laughs> what do you wear it, then? It, it, let me tell you, it is a chaotic process. Um, well, when I write, my hair has to be up. I need to not have a single hair out of my bun, or I can't concentrate. I have to be sitting at a table, at a proper table. I can't be in my bed or on the sofa or on a low table, I have to be sitting at a proper table. There has to be no mess around me. I need to be in something comfy. So I probably wouldn't be wearing jeans. I probably would be wearing something like like a comfortable um, tracksuit or leggings and a really nice cozy knit or something. And I will probably like go into a rabbit hole and people won't see me for a few days because the problem is it takes me so long to start that when I'm there then I'm like, okay, now that I'm in the zone, I, I can't leave the zone. Also, I don't know if people know this, but before you worked in fashion, you were you were a lawyer. Yeah, I wore a Reese suit. Did you? And pearls in my ears, yep. Totally different person. Was there the fashion girl waiting to come out inside you? The fashion girl didn't exist before I moved to London. I think it was moving here that triggered it, something in me, where I always felt I, I didn't really, in, in France... 
there was a side of me, I think, that wanted to wear like fun clothes and short things, but I, people would always say things to me that would really bother me, like your skirt is too short, or your top is too bright. And I'm a very insecure um, person. So I think that would kind of make me want to hide. Um, and then I came here and it's just yeah, people, the, th- the things you see on the street are so great. And, you, you know, no one would bat an eyelid, no matter what anybody does. And I love that. And I think moving here kind of gave me wings. And it was it was that that triggered um, the fashion girl in me. But to be honest, like I was never a fashionista growing up, like n- not at all. And even because I went into fashion, I was 26. That's quite old um, by fashion standards. I didn't do any of the internships or anything like that. Like my first job was at Netta Porter. It was more like, I think, as I was saying before, I don't think I was a natural fashionista. When people ask me, like, where I get my style from, I think it was a learned thing. I think I moved here. I I started reading about fashion. I was writing on, on a blog. I started, like, understanding the power of clothes. And it was almost like I wanted to give it a go. It was almost like, oh, a challenge. Like, this looks fun. I want to, like, I want to see how this makes me feel. And I do think that, you know, some people are born with great style. I don't think I was born with great style. I think it's something that I have had to train myself. You know, you train yourself to have good taste. You train yourself. You go and read books. You look at people, women on the street, like men on the street. Like, you know, like you look at how the people dress around you and you develop an eye and a taste for what you think is your own personal um, personal taste because obviously it's so subjective. There's no, again, there's no right or wrong. Some people are definitely just born with it. I know that some people, and you can see them when they're little, you know, they just know. I don't think I'm one of those people, but I'm interested enough in it that I want to get to know how to do that. It's like a sign of intelligence, I always think, is knowing what you don't know. And I think a sign of good style and taste is being able to say, you know, I'm trying this and, and learning. Yeah. And it's and also accepting that you're going to get it wrong. Like there are sometimes I look at and I'm like, what, what were you doing? And that's okay. Sometimes also like... It, whatever you know you wore a bad look like you didn't look good or you didn't like it doesn't really matter like you've got another day tomorrow to start again like that's the beauty of clothes it's every single day of your life you say nobody gives a blank about (laughs) what you wear but actually there's over a million people following you on instagram and paying attention to what you wear do you feel does that feel like a certain pressure when you put something on I think the algorithm rewards certain types of dressing and that bothers me because if you've got a business brain like myself and that you're using Instagram like I do um, for work, you start to think, okay, how do I maximize this to like, you know, do well, which on Instagram means getting more likes or being seen by more people. And the algorithm rewards the French girl look, which is jeans and um, a very like an easy t-shirt or blazer against a city backdrop looking like nonchalant. Or it really loves a very dolled up moment. But what about everything? In, what about everything in between? And what I caught myself doing was putting on outfits that I knew would work on Instagram and not things that I necessarily wanted to wear myself. And that's when I kind of had to tell myself, okay, this, we, we've got an issue here. And I've started noticing it amongst people that I follow, that they have seen the formulas that work for them and then replicate them. 
And I think it has been detrimental to their style. People that really inspired me before because I could see that they were, and I'm not saying necessarily experimental, but like they they just had like a, a quirky or just, they were just good at surprising you. And I, you can see that it's now watered down. And it's, I do think that that's the algorithm that's doing it to our brains. And the reason I can, I know that is because it's doing it to me too. I, I can recognize it in others because I know that I have gone through the same thing. So that's for me something that I'm really trying to work on and trying to be more just, I guess, going into my own, my, my, myself and just dressing for myself more, you know. I know something we've spoken about as well is moving away from that pressure to have the newest, latest thing. And I know that you shop a lot of vintage as well. And that's something that's become increasingly important to you. I also think it's when you when you work in fashion, in the kind of job that I work in, um, a lot of brands want to work with you. A lot of brands want to send you free stuff. And I know this sounds very first world problems. But actually it is because if I accept all the things that I get sent, I then like either I'm expected to put them up on Instagram or I don't mean what else am I supposed to do with them? You know, like I think it's actually a responsibility of ours to say no and say no, thank you. Of course, if you're paying me and it's part of a contract, that's different. It's like modeling. It's like advertising. It's work. And it sometimes it can piss off my audience because they're like, you're always in vintage. We can't buy this. And I'm like, but the point is, I'm trying to show you that. There's no right or wrong way to dress. That's also in my, in my quest for like, you know, developing more of a personal style, because obviously the other problem with being in my position is that people copy you a lot. And brands do, brands come and rip off your outfits. But also, let's be honest, a lot of other people who work both in the industry, but also like start dressing the same as you. And that can be uncomfortable because especially if you're someone like me who, doesn't want to look like everybody else necessarily, even though I wouldn't say I have the wackiest style. I definitely have like a distinctive style. And it it does bother me when suddenly like I go on Instagram and I see people like head to toe wearing the same thing as me. Believe it or not, it does happen. Happened yesterday. (laughs) Um, And I, I think the only way to do that is buy less. Because if you're buying less, you're going to have to mix and match a lot more and play a lot more around with what you've got. And also, like, look for vintage things that people won't be able to buy. And all in all, that is going to kind of, that's going to strengthen your own visual identity, I think. Thank you for your honesty about copying. I wrote a piece for Grazia a few years ago about copycat, the etiquette of copying people. (laughs) I'm still so childishly possessive about that stuff since I was, uh, when I was at school and a girl bought the same silver puffer jacket as me. It was a very much a statement piece, especially at my school in Hampshire. <laughs> you do not do that. <laughs> I mean, babe, when I say copying, I mean head to toe. It was a replica of my outfit from coat, jumper, boots, short, every, like the whole thing was. It, 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 and what can you do? It's not like a brand is copying you and you can say something. But you know what I will say? When you hang out with people, you know, you develop like language um ticks where everybody uses the same expressions or has the same intonations I think it's the same with clothes when you when you hang out with a group of friends you end up kind of all you know liking the same things or wanting the same things and I think Instagram has just widened the horizons a lot more and without realizing it we are now like you know you know 
magpieing stuff from all over the world. But the problem is if you're not careful because you're you're absorbing this without really realizing. So I think sometimes the copying is not intentional. I don't think people are like, ooh, I'm going to replicate this girl's outfit from head to toe. It's just that that's the way that the, the world works now, you know, like people just go and look at what someone else is wearing. And, and well, I don't think, it, I don't think, I don't think our mothers or grandmothers, I don't think it was like that. I think you went, you know, like to a thrift store, you bought something and then you made it your own. Like, I think now it's much more about getting it right, you know, getting the look. It's like, ooh, I want to look like this tribe or I want to look like this tribe. How do you find the experience of dressing for Fashion Week, the pressure of that? Uh, <laughs> it's my worst nightmare. <laughs> um, I think that for a few years people thought I was a very rude Parisian girl. Um, when I'm doing Fashion Week, I'm often um, on the brink of a breakdown. Um, I'm often, you know, like crying in the bedroom until the very last second we have to leave. I get to the show. I've been in tears before. My eyes are puffy. I can't even say hello to people because I'm worried I'm going to burst into tears again. There is something about Fashion Week. I don't know what it is, but having to kind of deal with the pressure of looking good and having your picture taken. And I'm not a model, you know, like I, when I wake up in the morning, like I look tired for about five hours. I look like I haven't slept for a week, but that's just how I look. I've looked like that my whole life. But then when you start seeing pictures of yourself, you're like, oh God, like now I want to have plastic surgery. And then I'm like, I don't want to have that thought. I mean, it's, it's not nice. And for me, it's taken me a lot of um, therapy <laughs> to sort of step away from that world and think, you know what, that's just maybe not for you. I suppose what we're talking about a lot, and it's something we've spoken about behind closed doors, is as you get older, you become more selective. You edit a bit, right? In so many elements of yeah. your life. Just as you don't need to jump on every single trend, for instance, you aren't don't need to go to everything. You don't, you know, mm. it's about being sort of respectful of your own time and your own mental health. And also health. like, yeah, and it's also about boundaries. Again, it's also about saying no, because obviously it's fashion week, people want to dress you. But do you really want to wear clothes that are not your own? And that they might look good on the runway or on the model in the campaign, but when you put them on, you feel like you're going to a dress-up party because it it's what I said before, clothes have to feel instinctive. You know, you know when something feels right, you know when it doesn't. And when you're kind of putting on things that just you would never have bought for yourself in the real world, it does does really ruin, it does really kind of um, affect your mood, I think. in my And I know because like, I'll run into friends who'll be like, don't say hello to me. I look so weird in this outfit. And I'm like, you look fine. And they're like, no, 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 I look awful. And I was like, no, you don't. And it's so weird because we're all kind of, we're all kind of, you know, running around. And from the outside, everyone's like, oh God, what are they doing? You know, running around in these, peacocking in these outfits. But there is a lot of pressure from, from the brand side because that's also for them, like it's the visibility side. Again, the advertising. It's part of the industry now. We are part of this huge machine that expects this of us and it's it's our job to set the boundaries and to say no thank you and I've been trying to do that more and more it is hard though I want to come back to the fact that you know it's 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 a very small part of what you do actually as well in a moment but you made me think what would you when you're not feeling okay when you're having an off day what's your sort of I'm not okay outfit what should I look out for (laughs) um a very big tent-like coat 
that is often floor length, very chic. You won't really be able to see what's underneath, but I know that like it's a very me silhouette and I will feel safe in that. Or you or it will probably be denim. Because again, I know that if I'm really feeling off and I just put on some jeans, at least I'll never regret it, you know? It will be the pictures that I will see then on the internet. I There are some pictures of me on the internet. I'm like, why were you wearing that? What is that? So you seek out familiarity when you're feeling off. Yeah, things that will make me feel like myself. Would you say you dress to fit in or stand out? I think it kind of depends on what I'm doing. Um, I can tell you a funny story. I'm the eldest of four. And my the, 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 the brother that's just underneath me, Nicholas, who lives in San Francisco, um, it finds it very hard to understand what I do for a living and um, thinks that I'm in a reality TV, which, <laughs> I mean, it's not that far off, but it's, it, it, we're still far stretch. And he was getting married this summer to a really sweet American girl. And I knew deep down that I had to be careful about what I wore to this wedding because you know like so in this case I wanted to sort of dress to what did you say was it um, stand, fit in or fit stand in. out definitely to fit in even to like and anyway so I picked this he's quite French quite I'm not conservative but he's quite French so I, I picked a really like a really like um uh, really beautiful gingham floor length dress um um I wouldn't say it's conservative, but it was classic, you know. And um, I was really happy with my outfit decision. And at midnight, probably a little bit tipsy, he came up to me and he said, Cammy, I just wanted to say um, we're really, um, we're really uh, thankful and proud of you. No, we're really grateful, sorry. We're really grateful um, that you didn't come wearing Prada from head to toe, we thought you were going to come wearing a ridiculous outfit. Now, the reason this is funny is because every other item of clothing from my outfit was Prada. <laughs> my shoes were Prada. My bag was Prada. <laughs> my sunglasses were Prada. Just so happens that I'd done a project with Prada like a few months before and I'd had a voucher. So, you know, I, I knew that he wouldn't like it if I showed up wearing something over, overly sexy or flashy. And I didn't. But it's got nothing to do with fashion because I still think I was wearing a great outfit. I still think I looked like I was really happy with the way I looked that day. Um, and I had a really good time. Shall I wear head to toe Prada to your wedding? I'm willing to take it on. Definitely. <laughs> I've said everybody, everybody that's coming to my wedding, I've told them. I've said, please, I want you to wear what makes you feel the hottest, coolest, bring out like your most... Um, your most extravagant, and when I say extravagant, I don't necessarily mean eccentric, but I mean like you know decadent. I want you to, I want, I want you to feel like you, you like you know you've really like got a look on, because I think when you're getting married in winter, that's like the, that's a really fun part is like the clothes. Very exciting. And I just hope that Francois has some single friends coming, Cami. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm very good at a placement. I love them. Um, I love. Well, man, that's what I was saying before more than fashion I'm more of a people person I love people and I think this is why the wedding was so important to us I think I've been between France and England for most of my life I've lived in London for a decade now but obviously I grew up in France and I did all my uni there 
And the, the idea of getting married to someone without having my worlds merge just felt wrong. I really wanted to put all my people in the same room for them to get to know each other, because I think that's what a wedding is. It's, you know, it's, it's introducing your families and friends to each other so that they know a little bit more about you. And, and, and that that's kind of part of your, your journey as a couple, you know. And that, I think, is a really beautiful note to end on because, you know, what also I wanted to do with this podcast is show that an interest in fashion and clothes doesn't mean that you're a one-dimensional person and it's a part of a multifaceted, messy, complicated part of our wide, broad lives that we all live. And you are a people person. You're also incredibly <laughs> kind and whip-smart and Aww. je t'aime. Thank you, Laura, you my, too. My final question that I ask everybody is, why do clothes matter? Why do clothes matter? Um, well, as I said before, because we have to we have to wear them every single day. It's every single morning, every single night. So in a way, like it's something that you get a new chance with every day. So if your outfit yesterday sucked, you've got another chance in the morning. And I think that's a really optimistic thing to have. Thank you so much to Camille Charrier. Please rate and review Grazia Fashion, Why I Wear It, wherever you get your podcasts. 